and welcome to IRI Growth Insights, featuring IRI thought leaders, industry partners, and guests. For more than 40 years, IRI has been known for its invaluable data, but these podcasts delve into the insights the data reveal to fuel market disruption and market growth for those in the CPG, retail, healthcare, and media markets. I'm your host, Joan Driggs, coming to you from IRI's corporate headquarters in Chicago. Hello, and welcome to Growth Insights Podcast. Earlier this year, IRI, in partnership with CHER, a division of the Association of National Advertisers, published a white paper. Um, It was titled, Accurate Portrayal of Women and Girls Accelerates Business Growth Across Gender, Language, Race, and Ethnicity. Kind of a mouthful, Um, but you can find the report on our website at iriworldwide.com. The the paper captures the findings of our most recent gender equality measure, or GEM, research, where we learned about the business value of accurately portraying women and girls in marketing, advertising, and media. To talk more about the research and the implications for brands and CPG companies, I'm joined by my colleague, Jennifer Polino, Executive Vice President of iRise Global Media Solutions, and special guest, Latha Sarathi, Executive Vice President of Analytics, Insights, and Measurement at ANAC Her. So, Lava, I'm going to start with you. Can you give us some background on the research, um, which technically, I guess, is our third round, and how it ties into the See Her mission? Sure, Joan. Thanks. Would be happy to. Let me start by actually talking a little bit about GEM and the GEM methodology. This was spearheaded five years ago by CHER in combination with our research partner, ABX. The express goal was to quantify consumer reaction to the depiction of women in ads and content. As background, GEM consists of four questions, asking consumers how they feel about the way female characters are presented in ads. So the questions include, if the character is shown in a respectful manner, if the character is presented in an inappropriate manner, um, and how the character itself is being perceived, and if the character is viewed as a, as a positive role model. These responses are aggregated to an index measured against all the ads we've tested to date, with an index of 100 being the baseline. Now, we've used this methodology to test over 200,000 ads worldwide, and found it to be a very predictive and sensitive signal on the portrayal of women in ads. And this is proven to be a critical diagnostic for creators and for marketers to understand how to improve their creative in terms of the depiction of women. But we wanted to go further and understand what the correlation of accurate and authentic portrayals of women and girls was to to actual sales lift. This is how CHER and IRI came together to create the GEM lift study. We have conducted, as you said, three waves to date, each wave going deeper than the one before. In our 2020 study, we found that ads and programming with the highest GEM scores have the highest sales lift. In fact, to the the impact of 5x increase on ads and 2x increase on programming. So I know that for this round, you know, you mentioned that we went deeper every time. And this one, what this round really went into like race and ethnicity. Um, but tell us what 
what are some of the highlights? What did, what did we see? What differences did we see from round one to round two? So in round one, round one, um, we were actually looking at a very small number of brands and really testing, does this correlation actually work? Is what we're hypothesizing true? And we found that it actually did. And with round two, we actually expanded that to several brands. And that's where we saw that um, 5x increase in um, sales lift from high jump scoring ads. With this version, our third version, as you said, we really wanted to look at different audience segments and explore the impact of high gem scores from that perspective. What we found was that ads with high gem scores overall delivered a 60% improved sales performance across several measures, several audience groups, gender, race, ethnicity, and language. In fact, we saw a 41% lift among Hispanic women and an 80% lift among Black women. In addition, we realized that we needed to increase the baseline for incremental sales from GEM scores of 100 to GEM scores of 106. Basically, what that's telling us is that consumers' expectations around the accurate portrayal of women have increased. They are now expecting us to raise the bar. Yeah, we're actually really, really moving the needle there. So Jennifer, you know, you're the one who you worked with a lot of these brands across food and beverage, personal care, home care. So tell us how you engaged these brands. Like what was there any hesitation for these brands to be tested this way or, um, you know, please and give us some of the highlights of some of the results that you found. Yes. Well, first of all, this is research is so groundbreaking. Um, and it started, you know, as Latha said, we've had a couple of different waves and it started, um, you know, about four, four or five years ago when I was having discussions with the ANA and see her and we were talking about this, the gem metric and, you know, how it allows us to understand, you know, purchase intent and equity and how that relates to um, the effects on the brand when women and, and and girls are accurately portrayed. And, you know, we started to, uh, you know, think about the type of research that we do here at IRI and the ability that we connect what people can see to what they actually purchased. And so we started saying, well, wow, you know, purchase intent and equity scores are fantastic. And those are showing positive intent. But what if we could really make a difference to show how the numbers, right? The true understanding of a return on that investment that you're making with women, you know, and, and your creative and your placement could improve your brand's performance through actual dollar sales. And so we said, why don't we test this? IRI has a methodology, uh, what we call a, a you know a, a lift methodology that we use that connects um, you know exposures and people through our loyalty card data uh, that we gather from retailers, and we wanted to see like does this can we do this? Can does it does it make sense? And so we first started out with a see her member. 
um, to, to test it. And we said, Kellogg's, uh, Kellogg's, um, and it was the Special K brand. And we said, hey, you have, you know, six ads here on the Special K brand that were rated by Gem. Some, you know, above 100, some below 100, you know, uh, some with uh, different uh, networks and, you know, all placed in different programming. And we wanted to see if, in fact, that, you know, the hypothesis that this would draw was going to work. And so we ended up doing their research and Kellogg's was all in at the, at the beginning. And um, it showed this absolute direct correlation. And we were like, wow, okay, that's one. That's one brand. Does this is what's the significance if we can take a look at a number of other brands? And so we enlisted, right? We went out to the membership of See Her and we started talking about this type of results and we what we were seeing and would they like to participate and um, everybody was you know really on board we got six or seven brands at the very beginning to test and we tested a number of different ads and what we saw within this aggregate um, of all of these brands was that it was an absolute the hypothesis was correct the test was correct 100% direct correlation between what people are seeing as positive gem scores rated advertising creative and in programming than to have a subs- uh, subsequential uh, like combined effect even better um, that we're seeing. And as Latha said, we're seeing five times greater sales lift when people were looking at those ads that were higher rated and two times better on programming. And then when you put that together, that's millions of dollars in incremental uplift for brands. And when you can start showing those results by little tweaks and areas that you can do creatively when you're writing a brief about creative and how, like who you're casting, how you're being portrayed, then people that are seeing those ads look at that and say, I'm being represented correctly and that brand is representing me correctly and therefore I am going to use my dollars to purchase, you know, more of, you know, a brand that believes in those same, you know, those same beliefs as I do. And so, uh, you know, as that study, you know, was, you know, first and foremost groundbreaking, then we decided with all of the, you know, differences in what's happening in the world, we decided, hey, you know what, let's try to take this diversity view. And we we were able to, because we have, IRI has this large data set and breadth of information that's all tied back to demographics, we could cut the information between Hispanic women and Black women and Hispanic men and Black men and see if that same correlation held true amongst the groups and by how much. And what we saw, again, people were very willing to participate. All of these, uh, you know, fantastic brands from, you know, the likes of uh, Jay and, uh, you know, Johnson and Johnson from the, you know, to, um, you know, Kimberly Clark, L'Oreal, PepsiCo and General Mills. And it's really interesting. We look at that as a study of, you know, these are diverse brands too, in a variety of categories. So we can really understand the results. And as Latha said, again, 
as overall 60% um, uh, increase in sales when we saw we, we saw those um, we saw those numbers. I'm so glad that you brought up some of those other brands because when we think of like Kellogg and Special K, I think oh well that really is geared towards women, so they pretty much they should get that one right. But you mentioned all those other brands, and they're not necessarily like women specific. I think. One of them, wasn't it um, Anheuser-Busch, like Bud Light or something? I mean, in the first test, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's fantastic. So Latha, maybe you can help here like by providing a little bit more commentary on the type of ads that were really successful. You know, was there there some good examples or were there some best practices that you saw kind of bubble up to the top? Actually, we saw great examples across the board and every single uh, brand that that participated, as Jennifer mentioned, saw really great increases. But, you know, one thing I will point out is um, we tested the um, a Pure Leaf campaign for Pepsi and it had really strong sales lift. And one of the things we saw in that ad was, you know, Jennifer also mentioned a really critical point about how does tweaking creative really make an impact here. And we saw that this particular um, campaign had women really taking time for themselves. They used that whole idea of taking a moment, having a cup of tea, you know, and just relaxing. And that is a narrative that women really want to see. Particularly in the times we're in now, there's a lot of stress. There's so many things we have to we have to handle, and playing back the narratives and the mindset of women and staying in touch with that is so critical. So that's one of the examples where we felt that it really hit the nail on the head. Although all the brands did see incremental lift. So Jennifer, kind of back to like the business at hand, if you will. Um, what does this mean for businesses moving forward? Gosh, uh, you know, for, you know, businesses moving forward, we, you know, it's writing on the wall of, you know, making sure that people are uh, women, girls, you know, everybody is more accurately portrayed. And so what that means is when they're thinking about, um, you know, their insight that they have for their new advertising campaign, whether it's a new product or a, you know, a product that they're continuing, you know, more like evergreen advertising on and thinking about how do we reach people? People want to be looked at, they want to see a reflection of themselves. And um, so what becomes important is everything from behind the scenes to everything in front of the camera, what people see and how people are reacting, how the content um, is written um, within the, the campaign, how it's being produced. Do women, it's not enough just to say, oh, I'm going to have, you know, you know, diverse women in the advertisement, if they're not being portrayed accurately, I mean, they're just standing there, they don't have a part. I mean, that doesn't, you know, that's not accurate representation. So all of these things have to be aligned. And so what is most important then is to start getting benchmarks and understand then how that is working for you and your brand. So absolutely, you should be, as a, a company, you should be testing 
all of these ads, uh, you should be testing them for GEM first. What's the score? Then start setting benchmarks and you will start finding, you know, maybe again, like we saw between the first um, movement and the second, the second paper was that the GEM scores, the benchmark in totality of, of a diverse aggregated number of brands was more positive, like 106. It's not just the the base of 100. But for, you know, Joan, you mentioned it, for more female forward brands, that 106 might be the absolute bottom that they they might have to hit. Maybe it's like a L'Oreal who's very, you know, female forward and very diverse within their communications. Maybe their minimum baseline for a GEM score has to be 114 to start seeing what the lifts are going to be and where they, you know, make the move. And so testing on the gem, understanding where your baselines are, and then testing that with the increase and incremental value that the, you know, those uh, additional benefits from, you know, higher gem scores are providing. Um, And so it has to be, you know, a constant um, evolution because, Brands are constantly changing. People are constantly changing. The reflection of what people want to see about themselves is constantly changing as well. Yeah, it sounds kind of intimidating, actually, if I'm a marketer or I'm, you know, producing some of this content. But I think, Latha, I mean, your program offers a lot of support. You know, there is, you have some programming, too, that helps creative writers and things, don't you? Yes, we do. And I'd love to uh, jump off a point that Jennifer mentioned. See Her has a host of benefits for its members. The first and foremost, of course, is gem testing. And as Jennifer mentioned, it is a, it is a member benefit. So any See Her member has the opportunity to test their ads for free with See Her. And we will give you not just the GEM score, but all the diagnostics, all the things we've been talking about, about how to move the needle, how to have better portrayal and representation. We also have other tools, as you mentioned, Joan. One of our series called Write Her Write is specifically um, tailored to content creators to think about when you're trying to write a character for a woman or um, a Black woman or Hispanic women, we have guides that kind of talk you through this. What questions should be you be asking yourselves? Have you thought about elements like colorism when you're looking at some of the characters of diversity? Have you thought about the themes that you are representing? Are they fully authentic and reflecting the real lives of these women? So we've got a lot of tools like that to really take marketers by the hand and walk them through this process, because that's our mission, the accurate portrayal of women and girls. And like we're partnering with IRI on this important piece of research, we are always looking for ways to support our members in moving the mission forward. So it sounds intimidating, but it's not as intimidating as it sounds. So I love that. Okay. So Latha, I, I know you mentioned um, in this latest round of research, you know, some of the, the interesting findings, you know, that um, for both Black and Hispanic women, but I'm wondering, is there something about this current round that we just went through that really surprised you? Um, tell us about it. Yeah, you know, maybe it shouldn't be surprising, but what we found was gender equality is equally important to men. And there is huge upside with this audience. 
where, you know, overall we found 12% sales lift for women in total, um, and they're the ones who influence the majority of purchases, but there was an 81% lift for men. And this plays out with men of color as well, where we see a 120% increase among Hispanic men and 196% increase among black men. What that's telling us, again, to reiterate some of the points that Jennifer made, not only do women want to see themselves, their partners and, you know, uh, the people around them want to see women portrayed well. And this has a profound impact on how they view brands and their purchasing behavior. So it's really important as we think about this and all these nuances that we understand that it's not sort of a monolithic approach. We want to really understand segments, their perspectives, their needs. And remember, you know, with men, they're fathers. They've got they've got daughters. This is important to them. So and it's very, very specifically important to um, men and women of color. So this is something that the research showed us that we already know or we already knew, but it reinforced it in such an important way. Yeah, you're right. These are sisters and moms and daughters and friends. So that is a very large pool. <laughs> um, so tell yeah, us- and think about and thinking of and, you know, even thinking about that and the, the fact that women have 85% of the influencing on purchasing power. And so putting those together, right, the men, like they're making the, the choices, the women are making the choices and men, they're contributing. But like thinking about that power together mm. is like for brands, I mean, they're constantly trying to, right, increase penetration or gross sales and, you know, reach new consumers at new depths, this type of information, if nothing else goes to the board that, you know, of your organization, of what you want to try to accomplish, this is one thing and a pretty darn easy way to increase sales. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the way this used to work, it used to be, you know, getting information out to the masses. And now it's about building relationships. And, that can be so time consuming, it can it can go off the rails. Um, but I think that in talking about all these different elements of women and the power of women, I gotta ask, what's the next chapter? Latha, can you what what's what's up next? Sure, would love to talk about that, but I want to um, just bring out a line that we had in our white paper. If the worldwide economy had a gender, it would be female. I think that is like a stunning fact. I mean, you know, as as Jennifer said, we need to focus on this because this is so important. But um, to where we go next, we totally want to continue going deeper with each wave of this really critical piece of research. And for our next wave, we, we would love to explore the impact of accurate portrayal on different generations. How does this play out with boomers? How does it play out with Gen Z? Um, and as we found with men, there are variations in how much impact gender equality has on various audiences. So this is really important for us to understand as we've been talking about this, to have that really fine-tuned response and connect with, uh, you know, different opportunities to connect with different consumers. That's, that's really critical to us. And as we map out this next um, set of research, we will be reaching out to various CHER members to participate. And um, 
you know, if you'd like to learn in general more about CHER, the member benefits, all the ways that you can support us, we'd be happy to give you more information. And also learn from members, and we do this in the conversations we have, about what are the critical things that you're thinking about, so we can constantly have this be a dialogue as we move forward. I love that. Um, So before I kind of close it out, I mean, Jennifer, do you have any closing thoughts here? Um, Well, I, first of all, I, again, um, just want to express the gratitude that, you know, I have for uh, the ANA and the, and the see her, you know, specific group within this as we continue to try to take this to a, a next level. Obviously, you know, I'm very passionate, love is very passionate about that. And it is um, important, you know, as researchers, um, to think about new ways in which to help inspire and drive good holistically. And what we can do all together is continue to get more testing done, continue to learn, continue to start driving your benchmarks. What we would love to be able to do is, um, you know, you just don't have to participate in these studies. You can, you know, do all of these, these testings. IRI can do all of these testings for, for you, um, you know, in conjunction with, you know, the GEM scores. We can, you know, do the lift studies and then you can start as we said, putting some benchmarks for for your brands, right? Uh, For your brands, for your categories, what's important, you know? So as you are thinking, and we used a couple examples before, like, um, you know, beer, wine, spirits type of category might have very different benchmarks that we're looking at versus, you know, beauty type of categories. And so as you think about those, you know, how do, you know, the, 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 the principle holds true, higher gem lift, but where do we have to be placing, you know, our efforts, right? Is, you know, 102 for a beer, wine, spirits, you know, Mm -hmm. add, like really going to continue to move the needle. And then we keep making progress, keep making progress. How do we keep moving that up, you know, as a holistic, um, as, as a holistic benefit for all of the, all of the, all of the brands. And we'll start seeing that. The only other thing that I will also say um, to kind of round this out is that when brands use this information, they should also be thinking about, um, while they're thinking about their creative, that's something that they can control. But where it gets a little bit, uh, you know, you know, sometimes not sure where they can control it is that they need to also use the information into where they're placing their ads because you get the added benefit. So when you're doing media planning and media buying, you should understand where, you know, like what networks are promoting better brand, you know, better programming with higher gem, uh, you know, lift and also to where you should be, you know, saying, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want this particular ad being associated with this type of programming. Um, That is a great opportunity to also 
within the broader industry from media to also push them to have better programming because it's not just about advertising. It's about all media and all media creates, right? This cult, right? Like it drives culture. And what we want to see is better equality because when women have better equality to men, the entire world increases in benefits. Yeah. Well said, Jennifer. Thank you. Yeah, that's very important. Um, and I think underlying all of this, what you what you both have told me today and what's in the white paper is that doing good is good for business. I mean, that is powerful. Um, the world has changed. You know, women control, Jennifer, as you said, the vast majority, 85% of consumer goods purchases. So they're going to put their money against brands and companies that both respect them and mirror them. So this is, you know, as Lata said, this is an evolution and um, it's it's not a one and done. So I want to thank you both so much for your time and your incredible insight. And I can't wait for the next chapter. Thank you, too. We're looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Joan. We appreciate it. Lotha, always great to continue to partner with you. Thank you both. Thank you for listening. Please become a subscriber and let us know what you want to learn more about. We'll serve it up in a future IRI Growth Insights episode. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to review IRI Growth Insights. Also, visit us on the web at iriworldwide.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.